Welcome to the Ken Valdez's Approach. KB coming at you from my Saints and Sinners studio here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the Ken Valdez approach. It's been a couple of weeks, and I apologize, everybody. I've been quite laid up. Let me tell you a little bit about it. I uh, got two COVID tests, and both came back negative, but clearly something was wrong. And uh, turns out I had the flu. And man, let me tell you, this flu kicked my ass. Man, I was laid out. I was uh, in bed for two weeks feeling horrible. It was brutal. But I'm finally on the up and up. Here I am back in the pilot chair. I might sound a little funny, but that's not the first time that's happened. And, uh, you know, I just hope that you guys can bear with me, uh, funny voice and all, as we carry on in this podcast adventure. And what a podcast adventure I have in store for you this week. Let me tell you about my special guest, Kat Perkins, along with her guitar player extraordinaire, Eric Warner. Kat comes from small town USA. And wows, millions upon millions upon millions of people tuned into their televisions watching NBC's The Voice, where she becomes a finalist. I've known her for many years, and she's just go, 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 go. She's never stopped. She's not stopping now. See, back in the day, I met Kat at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota, where both of our bands were playing. She was killing it back then. Now, fast forward a few years later, I end up in a band with her, and get this, we were playing in a Quentin Tarantino soundtrack tribute band. It was so much fun. We had so much fun. It was a riot. And from that point on, she asked me to be a guitar player in her band called Scarlet Haze, which I obviously said, yes, she's incredible. So we ended up touring a lot of the country, playing with bands that I never in a million years thought I'd ever be uh, sharing a bill with or being on stage with. It was so much fun. So many career highlights with her. But gosh, we're going to have a lot of fun in this particular episode, so check it out. But as always, I'm going to play a song for you first, so check it out. Enjoy this episode, everybody. Standing on my front porch, watch my city burn. Lands line up the heaven when they ever gonna learn. I hold my baby boy so tight, says son, I just don't know. Daddy ain't around to have you. I just swear you're gonna go. Cause the trust has been broken. The truth has been spoken. There ain't no denying Something's gotta give yeah. There's a thin blue line Those that abuse the bad yeah. How can we tell The good ones from the bad To protect and to serve only pray yeah. Enough is enough Oh, it's time for a change The church has been broken 
stories, lots of many lies. The change is gonna come. Yes, it is. That's a, that's a newer one right there. Yeah. Always yeah, a huge fan. Ah, uh, shucks. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell are you two? How's it going? How Good. do we answer that? Good as it can be. I mean, normally yeah. I would say, like, I'm fine. We're fine. Yeah, I'm it's fantastic. It's just I keep watching Great. TV. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff's going on. But it's 2020, so I guess we have to say uh, we're we're making the most of it. Right. We're we're trying. It's nice we're, to be home. It's great to be home. Yeah. Learning well, you how to guys cook. have been you, y'all have been how to busy. Cook. You guys have been busy though. Like you guys have been doing the uh the curbside concert uh things going on. I'm I'm trying to keep up because like I don't know when you're ever like really truly I don't even want to say home, but just yeah, like standing still. Bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're always doing something. Well, here's I like to say this. I don't know about you, but um, I've learned through my friends and who I surround myself with and therapy that um, that I'm like I like meditate in motion. I'm not I'm not gonna I don't sit there and do this kind of meditation. Like I meditate in motion, and it it is the be- the best therapy for me to stay busy and just doing and be creative especially during this time you know and that's that's kind yeah. of a uh what seems to be an interesting um uh perspective for for a lot of creatives out there right now just because some of them are, 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 are like me right now just trying to to create and to yeah. to record and but you know deep down i'm like god i want to be playing i want to be out you know on the road again and doing stuff but as long as i can yeah. stay 
somewhat busy, I think my mind will be occupied enough to, you know, at least have some semblance of, of, of sanity, I guess. I think so. I can speak to a lot of musicians and creatives at this time. And I know you, but you, I want you to speak on it. But um, we've all learned, like, software and stuff. We never thought that we would learn. I'm, I'm suddenly editing videos <laughs> and, like, right. turning my living room into a studio and, like... <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I, I've been, you know, down in my studio and I've been threatening to, to learn all this stuff for so long. And yeah. all of a sudden it's just like, um, now's a good time. We got time. Yeah, <laughs> we got time. <laughs> and that's totally what it is. And Warner, man, you've been you've been busy. You're like captain producer. You know, you are doing you know, a lot of production. Yeah. It's a good that's time to awesome. good time to make a record. Everyone's home. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Are you are you all riding at all? Or are you guys, you know, yeah, what, a little bit? We're just kind of getting back to it, you know. We're just uh, kind of being re-inspired, I think. And there's a lot to be to inspired by. Thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, and getting back to the writing thing, getting back to the sessions, and uh, you know, Cat's gonna be coming out with some new music soon, and kind of finally getting to recording some of that stuff we've had in the hopper for years. Yeah, in the hopper even. I actually, Sweet. on a personal note, have written more in the past four months than than the last eight years so same <laughs> it's exciting it's just then you know as you know it comes to the point of like it, we're learning all the software like i just said so how can we self-contain and not have to spend a bajillion dollars to record them because also we don't have any income so there's always just this like sometimes i just feel like we unlock another level and then we get throttled by another level. <laughs> and it, it's such an interesting time too, especially for musicians, because there's a lot of musicians that would go and do the crowdfunding thing. Right. And yeah. you know, we're, we're, that's great for some and not so great for others, whatever. It's something that, that, you know, I guess is um, standard fare these days. Right. But because yeah. it's 2020 and because, you know, it's not just us that are out of work. Things like right. that are a little bit more difficult for everybody. So, you know, I think one of my outlooks here on 2020, one of the reasons why I even started this this kind of show is, is just because it's nice to see friends. It's nice to, to, you know, get that musical therapy, if you will, yeah. play some tunes. But I also believe that especially now and especially as you and I, and, you know, we were talking before, uh, before the show, it's just like, man, we're just kind of glued to our TVs because this is such an interesting thing that's going on right now. For those of you, obviously, if you're living under a rock, there's an election happening. And right now. things are right a little now. crazy. I'm just kind of wondering what the rest of the world is thinking. Like, we're, we're like, I saw this meme today where there's somebody like, you know, like the U.S., and they're on the edge of their seats just freaking out. And then there's, like, the Michael Jackson, like, eating popcorn meme, like the rest of the world, you know? <laughs> waiting, <laughs> so waiting, Just waiting. waiting, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's totally what's going on. But anyway, like, I, I wanted to do this because I think that 2020, with everything going on right now, with the, the pandemic, and I think this is such a, a much-needed time for new music and for people to hopefully discover new artists or uh, to rediscover artists that they previously listened right. to or just, just music is such a good thing right now. And it's just, uh, it's a nice break from the world, from the chaos, yeah. from the noise, you know? You kind of so. mentioned it before, but um, we decided early March or yeah, early March 
that we would try to make that happen for people because we knew that if if we still needed music in our lives, then we were pretty sure other people did too. Yes. And then it was just this constant brainstorm of how to do it. And um and I guess I've you know, I really focused more on like the live music at first and 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 still now. So we decided to jump in my truck and bring the music to the people in their driveways and stay socially distanced and safe. And um, I'll tell you what, uh, my point is that every time we do one, um, and we, we do it seven days a week, so sometimes it's a, like a Monday afternoon, we're going to you know celebrate somebody's birthday or anniversary or whatever it might be. Um, they always, they always say something about, we've missed live music so much. Right. And, uh, Thanks for just you know being a present voice in our lives right now, and um, I'll tell you, it's one of it's been one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done. If there's anything positive to come out of of this pandemic and and just the world changing, it's that we've been able to still connect with the fans and on a very very intimate level in their I driveway. Bet. I bet. <laughs> and and talk to them, and so. They need it, and and you and I, I know you know that. And every musician, if there's any musicians listening right now, like it's it's happening. They still want it. Man, I I am looking forward to hearing so much more about that. But I'd love to hear a song, and we can uh, get back into that. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Cat Perkins and Eric Warner, everybody. Oh, this song's very uh, very much about what we want to do right now. So it's called "Let's Get on the Road." Well, it don't take long to put my makeup on without a mirror in my hand and hike my pantyhose all the way up in the back of my van. I know how to be loud and entertain the crowd when the lights all go out. Ain't never been a day since I was born. I didn't know how to sing and shout. Let's get on the Cause we gotta go, but we gotta fit in a little bit of fun. Cause we work a real hard six nights a week and play harder on the seventh one. Let's get on the road. Get on the road. Let's get on the road. Let's get on the road. Get on the road. Stay in a warm place. Get so
tried to get me to settle down be a good girl you gotta behave well i watched and i learned and those bridges i burned i don't need to be a nine-to-five slave because when you made us it's in your blood and you know you couldn't quit if you tried because i was born to rock and i'll never stop till the day I hear the applause. Oh, and the crowd goes mild. Woo! <laughs> and the crowd yes. Mild. Yes. Now <laughs> I kid. Oh man. No, that's that's a cool tune. And that's off of what? Your uh was it the second like to the second last release? Record. Yeah, second most full length record I've got on the, actually written by our friend Jennifer Grimm in the Twin Cities, if you're a Minneapolis native. Really? She's a huge uh person like a music scene awesomeness killer yes and um she i actually worked with her father when i was 18 years old 19 years old 20 years old all three years actually in a musical and got to know her and her her siblings and uh, they're all very musical just like my family so she kind of wrote that song about our families of like just always wanting to get out there and do it and be on the road and play music and travel and do the whole thing you know, it's crazy because the Twin Cities has more families that are just <laughs> right. wicked. <laughs> just right? The Peterson you know, family. Insanely good. The Steele uh, family. Uh, right. The Grimm family. God. Am I missing any? Probably. There's the, so many. The, the Warner family. The Warners. <laughs> the Warner. The, yeah. We got a couple. The Sterlings, you know. Sterlings. The yeah. Sterlings. Good God, man. It's just, it's it ridiculous. Yes. It's such a crazy thing out here, and then and then yeah, Andrew and and, and the whole Suki family, but that's Suki a Suki family, yeah, I mean, come I mean, on, yeah, you got it. It's crazy, crazy, and like crazy, me, crazy, crazy. They were, you know, they grew up in North Dakota, yes, and. So I knew her dad, and he would come and do school assemblies at in my little town of Scranton, North Dakota, where I grew up, population 280, now 180. Um, and he would come to our school and sing. And I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, he was doing the singer-songwriter thing, and, you know, for somebody like me to have that kind of person come to our school for an hour or two, I was just all in, and um, I just I remember thinking, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I want to be like that. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second. So, I mean, I've known you for, for, like, I've known you, known you for the last 11 years, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we, like, what you guys Dad's might not dead. know is, yeah, we started, I met Kat. But we met before that. Even, we so. met, Kat, I want to say it was 2006. Maybe. If I remember correctly, and it was in Sturgis. Band? Oh, that's I right. I met you in Sturgis, and and here was the thing: is we 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 played in Sturgis, my band, and 
you know, I'd heard all about this band Scarlet Haze and this singer Cat Perkins, and she was doing uh, a meet and greet after her show. We got done playing, they got done playing, and we went walking down Main Street, and I can't remember where it was. It was like maybe the Broken Spoke or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. even know. Probably. But there was a line a mile long to go and 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 meet you and i was just like oh my god (laughs) oh man that's where we that's where i started my career in my old band which was called scarlet haze and i totally forgot that that's where we first met and um man i mean i i did i've done the the rally for 16 years god yeah and it's been weird because i haven't done the rally for the last few but i mean it, it was something that was such a staple in my yeah. life for so long and and seeing Scarlet Hayes there. And, you know, so uh, fast forward to, um, well, at this point, 11 years ago, and uh, you and I got asked to do, um, get this, this was a Quentin Tarantino tribute band <laughs> yes, called Zed's Dead. And it had just some of the Twin Cities baddest. And it was so, it, it was and it was, it was all music just, from Quentin Tarantino movies. Yes, it was like this Quentin Tarantino soundtrack tribute band. And I've never been into like a lot of the cover thing. I've never really been into yeah. much of the tribute thing. This was something that I was willing to go ahead and make an exception on because it was like just everybody that that was in the group was just way too cool and the the idea behind it was really cool. It was. And it was so much fun. It was so fun. So we ended up doing uh, for those of you out there listening, we ended up doing like one night a month. At Lee's, right? At, at Lee's. Lee's. I used to come watch y'all. <laughs> he would come and watch. That's right. Man, it was killing too. That was I had no idea what it was going to be. And I was like, and then Danny Neal too. Danny Neal. Like, Danny was like my mentor, man. Oh, uh, man. Danny's and the baddest. We, Dan and I would laugh so much because we came from completely different schools of, of, of guitar. And he, yeah. for those of you that don't know Dan Neal, go find yourself some Dan Neal because he is a monster. He's when mean, he, man. when he's, he he's says great. mentor, he means like, Danny's yeah. like my man. He, he like, really like got he's me into the guitar. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, didn't you take lessons from him? Yeah, I took lessons from him. And then he got me into a lot of the groups that, you know, around town when I was, you know, a kid. And, um, God, yeah. Hensley's group and, and and district and all those people and God, what an amazing player! And I mean, yeah. Dude, and killer. you know, and then you are also an amazing player. So I mean, Thanks, it, de- it like it definitely, uh, you know, you know, you, you learn Good. from from one of the baddest. I'm I'm still taking lessons, man. I'm still God. taking lessons from him, <laughs> from everybody, yeah. from you too, man. I'm oh, <laughs> nah, but what's awesome is is uh, you know, Danny and I would would laugh because I mean, although we came from a completely different you know, view of the guitar, our uh, history musically, like what we would listen right. to and stuff like that, were very similar. And uh, that led to just many great conversations. But it also led to, you know, a dialogue between two guitar players that wouldn't necessarily seem to make a whole lot of sense, but then it made a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah. And it was so fun. But that's that's where where we you know met, and then I was very fortunate enough to uh, to uh, to join Scarlet, and uh, yeah. we had we had a nice little run there, and that was a lot of fun. Hell, you know, 
with with Scarlett, I got a chance to open up for a bunch of my like childhood like you know heroes, yes. man. Cinderella. How many yes. shows did we do with Cinderella. them? And Slaughter. Dude, I remember. <laughs> I remember being side stage. We were all back there watching Cinderella. Like, what? Um, oh my god. He can still sing. Firehouse. Warren. Firehouse yeah. and Warren. And yeah, God um, bless, man. What, and you bring it back to like the musicianship when you guys were in the band together with me. God, there was, was a so nice. Funny. You know, coming from two sides of the spectrum, coming together in this really like hard rock band, just rock chords. But the way that you guys played together, I thought was just really cool um, contribution to that. We had that record that we played that you when you joined was the hardest stuff that I had ever written or played. Fun record too, Mm -hmm. and uh, you guys just you made it so complete. And yeah, man, we had some cool gigs. God, yeah, we did. (laughs) Those might be some of my favorite gigs that I've done in in the last (laughs) decade for sure. Like I I think about those and just go, God, really? That happened. That was cool. I know. We we did that. It's so funny, and I'm I'm sure you can attest to this. But when you think about that, well, especially now because we're we're you know on the other side of a pandemic, so we haven't played anything in a while in front of that many people. But um, I think when you're in it, when you're so inside of it in the moment, and tell me if I'm wrong, but um, you you're like, yeah, this is super cool, and yet you're standing side stage watching Cinderella, or you know your icons like. uh, Zach Brown band one time we were standing there with his dad. I mean Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Right. Shepherd. Right. Right. My idol growing up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we were sitting and there watching Kenny play. I think I cried. You too. cried. I remember yeah, I that. Yeah. So like, cute. At the, at the full like throttle. Yes. <laughs> I totally remember that. I remember watching him as a kid. Yeah. And man. you're tr- and you try to take in these moments, but sometimes they become more significant when you start reflecting on that. Pass, wait, beyond it to be like we did that yeah that happened yeah yeah and i mean just the music for for a guy like me it was like that was so much fun because i, I i've fronted a band for you know as long as i can remember and to be a sideman for a minute and play just a bunch of kick-ass rock and roll i was all about that and and have a a, a front person like you oh, who God. has this ability to just you know just hold the, the crowd in their hand and just <laughs> such a, you know, I, I mean, showman, show woman, show person, you know, front person. Yes. Unbelievable. Just yeah. And yeah. You command the stage like no know. other man. I don't mm-hmm. know, man. And thank you. Don't stop. But um, <laughs> but when can I be a side guy? I don't play guitar. This is hard for me to be a side guy. I can't do it. <laughs> well, let's let, let, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. So <laughs> I'm gonna we'll get there. We're gonna you. we're gonna yes. Ah, see that'd be awesome. We should totally look into doing something like that. Yes. But okay, so you came from from North Dakota, from Scranton, if I remember correctly, yes. right? What is your upbringing as far as music is concerned? How oh did you God. get? I mean, because and and you know, for those of you, I know there's some of you that that have heard this, you know, a few times. But for those of you that that haven't heard this story, it's really interesting because she's doing so well. The Voice and Scarlet and major label this and and that and the other and you know and you're still going. But where did it all begin for you? That's fun to answer because there are so many times where I'm constrained to like a three-minute interview where I'm just like, well, of course you can imagine it. I grew up on, um, you know, Journey and Survivor and Fleetwood Mac and Heart, right? And and that's true. But because we have a little bit of time, I'll tell you, I think, two things. 
the greatest thing about my upbringing was that it was very broad in in the music realm. I mean, we're talking anything from classical music to um, opera singing, which I was obsessed with for many years of my life. Um, and then straight up pop, like like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper, and I'm a child of the 80s, so Pat Benatar, like all of those women that were breaking their way through in the 80s. Um, but when it came, so great, great, yay, that's awesome. And I every time I say these things, like my first record was Van Halen. Just it's yeah. crazy to think, right? <laughs> Uh, and then Michael Jackson. Anyway, it, it, the the spectrum is just humongous. But then when it came time for me to be an artist, that was hard for me because I loved so many different things. And my dad played records every single night in the home and in the home stereo and and taught me how to sing harmony and and would let me plunk it out on the piano like when I was like four years old and and um. When he talks about it, it, it's it's a great perspective of just like they were kind of like, oh, my gosh, what do we do with this? But in the end, it was like when I wanted to settle on being an artist, that was hard. And I think that still is when it comes to being on a label or being on the radio and to try to swim in one lane, which I got to do on The Voice. when that was great. They, they, they chose like the classic rock lane and that total rock pop lane. But when it comes to being an artist beyond that, you know, I, I like to dabble in everything. So what happens in the industry is like, it's too broad. It's hard to be played on the radio. It's hard to get a record deal that way. It's hard. But that's who I am. And I will literally release a pop tune one week and then release a big ballad the next week and then release a screaming rock tune <laughs> the next week. And anybody in the industry is just like, you're nuts. Like, you can't, you can't do that. And I'm like, watch me. I'm going to do it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And, I mean, you had a song called Fearless. Yeah. And you kind of took that and, and ran with it just the whole, you know, to, yeah. to, to be fearless. And for as long it as I have known became you, my brand. That's you. Well. Like, that's what you do. That's thanks. who you are. And I want to get into a little bit more of that. I'm going to go in and do a tune. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk some more. Uh, everybody, this is Cat Perkins and Eric Warner. I'm so happy to see them. You have no idea, man. This is uh, just what I needed this evening. So, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to get right back to them. Uh, if you guys haven't done it yet, please go check out the brand new Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash KV Approach. That's what keeps the wheels on this particular bus moving. Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, got some uh, exclusive content about to hit on Patreon. So for those of you that are uh, our patrons, you are going to be the ones to be able to uh, to check that out. Uh, also, there's going to be some exclusive merchandise coming your way very, very soon. Um, well, also, been working on a brand new record. Brand new old record, that is. Here's a song from that. Days and nights and nights and days You twist the words, they fall away Head on tight to make believe Now I'm letting go of everything Yeah, yeah I've heard it all before It's time to close the door Look and find the one that's opening 
new tune, newer tune. Going to get back to uh, Cat and Warner over here. Woo! Hey. That was a good hey, tune. Yeah, man. That is, uh, eh, I say it's newer, but it's not. I, I wrote that a long time ago, and um, I uh, have been recording this record that was originally recorded 12 years ago, 11 years ago, right before uh, right before uh, uh, we did the whole Zed's Debt thing, actually. Wow. So, That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so it's a, it's a trip, man, but it's, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a big full circle, you know, moment, you know, from, from starting, you know, playing with Tucker 
And now that he's been gone for a while and, and to play with him again, it's been... That's awesome. It's been amazing, man. And uh, I'm at that, that end stage where, like, this record's done and knowing that that's the last, you know, the last time right. I'm going to be playing with my buddy again. But, wow, what a, awesome. what a full circle experience, man. It's been, it's been crazy. So I, that's where that record, or that's where that song came from. I have to ask you a question. I, I, I don't mean to flip the interview. I just, I have to know, since I've known you for so long, and I don't know the answer to this question. Like, when, two, two-sided, when did you start singing? Like, <laughs> like, you know, for me, it was like from the womb. But right. um, so when did you start singing? And then when did you start like playing professionally and, and doing it or playing out and really focusing on it? Man, oh, wow. Um, OK. I know. Uh, I, just, I don't know this about you. No, I you know, it's interesting because I've always wanted to play. I always wanted to. Sing. I knew when I was a kid, when I was a wee boy what I wanted to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that, uh, my parents who are probably watching right now, uh, <laughs> they Hi, wanted me to do anything and everything but play music. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I, oh my God, it was brutal. <laughs> it was of course. brutal. Um, but, uh, I, I always tell people that like, I, I truly picked up the guitar Maybe when I was about, God, 18, 19. Really? You know? Yeah. I started I started a little late. I knew what I wanted to do. I, I had guitars, and I tried to play. And yeah. A lot of it was just like, like you know, just yeah. like crazy heavy metal, you know, goodness. And I still love it, but it, it wasn't. Uh, I was a bar quarter. I was a 90s bar quarter. Heck I yeah, man. <laughs> Give me power my, chords all day long. You I know? remember telling my parents, I don't need chords. I, I don't need tabs. chords. <laughs> I got, got tabs. My dad, me, he makes me eat those words all the time. <laughs> so that's that's when I started playing like guitar. I started singing um, because I had to. And ah, what was interesting, interesting is I, I came up with essentially the same music that you came up listening to with the exception of yeah. Madonna and stuff. Well, but it was more like on. The Journey and Survivor. It was always there. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Striper and Heart. <laughs> And, you know, stuff like that, you know, ZZ and, and all of them. But it's like I, I, when I started singing originally, I was like, I could knock out the high tenor stuff. Like I could, sure, woo, you know, introduce, you know, alcohol and cigarettes. And, you know, that kind of yeah. went out the window. And this is how I got my nice melodious voice. Well, so, um, uh, yeah, for that's podcasting. Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, you know, singing because you had to. I started writing. You know, I was never one to to really practice guitar. I wanted to learn guitar, but every time that I tried to practice guitar, I started writing. I wanted to write. I wanted yeah. to write, and that's how I ultimately learned how to play. Was I kind of figured out where things went and why they went and that I'm completely self-taught. I, I don't yeah. have a teacher. Right. And vocally, it's just, you know, uh, it came out of necessity. And, you know, I, I... I mean, Warner, don't you feel that same way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't start singing until I was 26. That's yeah. crazy. That's some crazy and talk right there, man. I think you made me do <laughs> I made him sing. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad thing, man. I was like, come on, dude. You can yeah. sing some background vocals. What yeah. was what was fun though for me, I think, as a singer was starting to to 
really get into the harmony side of things. And yeah. that opened my ears and my mind up a lot See. more as far as being a vocalist is concerned. Is concerned. But um, you are so fun to either harmonize with or to hear your harmonies. When we were doing the Zed's Dead thing, yeah. man, that was a blast. And then oh. in Scarlet, having the chance to do just hang on for dear life trying to harmonize with you was... was uh, it's Woo. the gateway drug. It's the gateway drug because that's all I ever wanted to do was like sing backups and sing harmony. That's how I convinced him to like, hey, sing harmony on this. Like, let's build, let's build the parts. And then I'd be like, no, you have to sing actual song by yourself. And then I'll sing harmonies because I wanted to sing harmonies. Right? Uh, selfish. So, huh? You wanted it back. It's <laughs> so funny that that you say that because, um, you know, when when Tucker started singing, it was because of harmonies. Yes. And then that's how he found his voice, right? And he and I had this um, had this conversation at one point about how being able to sing harmonies allowed mentally and and audibly, like like opening your ears enough to 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 kind of discover the voice and to maybe not be so afraid to just try and and and, and go up yeah. front and and actually. Sing, do it. Be a singer. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I've, there's actually been a few people that I've talked to, as far as singing is concerned, who I've said if you want to learn a little bit more, start listening to the harmonies and try and go there because then you start, you start figuring it all out. You start like realizing yeah. where things go, why they go, so on. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's funny. I started in when when I moved here I was 18 years old and I did I the easiest thing for me to do when I got here with all of the you know culture shock for me from coming from a tiny little town into the big city of Minneapolis I um I just started auditioning to do like theater and and I did a ton of musical theater which was close to the lane that I wanted to be in it wasn't right. quite it cuz I didn't really didn't want to be an actress or a dancer, but I had to kind of do it. And I was able to jump on those things. However, I was floored by the amount of singers that would get hired for their voice and acting and dancing that could not sing harmony. And when right. it came to like chorus parts where we had to part out, they they could not do it. And I, I was I'm always floored when that happens because I've I, I learned harmony first. I have an older sister. It was it was in it was in the family. I had yeah, to. That I blood harmony <laughs> thing too is such a real thing. Well, and she wouldn't yeah. let me sing leads. She's older. She was like, "No, <laughs> no, you no, do this. You do this." <laughs> but it is a huge staple. Um, I feel like I've told my students that a lot when I teach music camps and stuff. But I feel like that needs to be really said and mm-hmm. out there. Of like, learn that harmonic. Yes. Yes. It gives you a whole nother branch of where melodies can go yes. when you get to that point and how it's just how a chord is structured, how the voicing of something or a melody is structured. Yes. Yes. Man, we're just going off. We're just I'm going a off. Huge education nerd so. I love it too. We're going to have to talk about that as well. My goodness, we're just going off. <laughs> You want to play another song? Because I'd love yeah. to hear a song, and I think, yeah, absolutely. Woo. Oh, yes, everybody, yeah, we can talk for a while. We haven't talked in a minute, so like, I'm, I'm just so happy to again just to have this conversation. Thank you for tuning Ooh, in, y'all. Thank you. And uh, this is great. Cat uh, Perkins, Eric Warner, everybody.
This one is a song that my friend Shelly Fairchild wrote. She lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Check her out. She's an amazing artist. This one's on her record, and uh, I hope you get to record it very soon. It's called Damn Good Lover. Don't need no medicine, no synthetic therapy. I know what that shit looks like. I know what it looks like on me. The trouble's trying to take my mind. So I just realized, like, I mean, we're just talking and just having a good old time. <laughs> but, you know, there's certain things that I definitely want to find out a little bit about, too, because, like I said, you, one of the things that I find fascinating about you, Kat, is you have such an amazing mind for business. Oh. And, and a way to um, take a look at your career and navigate in waters where I don't think a lot of people 
would necessarily fear to tread, you know? Yeah. Uh, or where they would fear to tread, probably. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, you did the voice, and that must have been an amazing experience. And, and you know, yeah. you did very, very well on there. But from there, aside from from playing out and and doing that kind of stuff, you also became a motivational speaker. (laughs) Dude, I would never, (laughs) ever have told you I'd be sitting here in 2020 saying that that is literally pretty much my main career. Um, Now, you know, I don't want to scare people to think I'm not a musician anymore. I literally run, like, music into what I do, but... Right. Uh, it was a happy accident. I, I, you know, it's it terrifies most people. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not terrifying for me to do it. Um, but it was such a great happy accident because I'm I come from a long line of teachers. My great grandmother, my grandmother, my dad, my sister, everyone on my on the Perkins side is is some s- sort of educator, and so it was just sort of in my blood to want to do that and kind of do that. And it started naturally where I was going into schools and talking about my experience on The Voice and letting them ask me questions about me and how I grew up and um, and how The Voice was and, you know, what what do I want to do now? And, like, all these things were, at, the, at some point, everyone around me was kind of like, why don't you just do this? And I was like, hell no. No, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> and and I, you know, I was just really inside my head, even though I was already doing it. I I just I didn't want to like structure it and do it. But the more I did it on an organic level, with especially with kids, the more I started to craft this message. And we at the time I had just gotten off the voice and the s- single that we recorded with by the way, if you're a music geek with producer John Fields, yeah. drummer Michael Bland, yeah. like my true dreamboat people in the industry, especially from you know having roots in Minneapolis, um, that song just had a, had great lyrics and a great message, and it was just produced really well. And and so you know, looking at that plus my life story, it was like, well, why don't I do this? And Elementary schools schools turned into middle schools, turned into high schools, turned into colleges, turned into corporate training. And wow. uh, and just and you know, like you you I love the word approach because that's in, in your title. And um and, and it's a great word because that and that's what I do on the motivational side. I can't tell you how to turn your company from a half a million dollars into a million dollar company. I can tell you how to approach things in a fearless manner and the difference between doubt and actual fear and how to move through that on a daily basis to in, in order to find success and find joy and find happiness and find those things when it's not really fear that's holding you back it's doubt and 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 we're in control of that and um and man it's been an incredible journey to share my message and my life story and and my approach was people to hopefully change their minds and, um, and you know, do what they want and be fulfilled like we are. Well, I mean, what's interesting for me, too, is I remember being in the Scarlet Van. Yeah. And I remember there was a conversation that, uh, for some reason, has just stayed on the back of my mind all these years. And there was a moment where you were wondering about not necessarily singing so much anymore and maybe you know, pursuing management. Yes. Because oh that's, my God, yes. that's what you were, you were kind of like toying around with this idea. And, and I'm just kind of here going, 
well, there's anybody that's going to be able to do it. It's you, yes. But you're also you. And (laughs) you, you know, you are one of my favorite female voices of all time. And I mean that wholeheartedly, not just because, you know, we're friends or whatever. Like, I will go out and tell the world (laughs) Cat Perkins is easily one of the greatest female singers. Just voices, period. And that's just the way it is. Um, But you, you know... You 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 toyed with that idea. I love. I I still do. I mean, I love the backside of it. Ask him. I think you just said that this morning at our when we <laughs> we were in the studio this morning doing a pre-taping for something, and she was like, "I want to be behind the scenes, <laughs> producing this show and producing <laughs> stuff, events like this, and big corporate galas." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, you know, and you probably will someday." It's and twofold. I it's mean, it's because well, let's just say it. I've ran into so many shitty managers and shitty production managers and <laughs> and having events go wrong right. and having my career go wrong and in oh, a man. weird direction or something that I didn't like and knowing that I have the brain capacity and the knowledge and the, the wherewithal and the skills to do those things but at the same time when it's me or when I'm the artist or when I'm the person that's performing i can't do both at the same time oh i can it's just on a limited scale so you know if i was able to separate that i mean come on i could i could run a corporate gala like nobody yeah well see i mean i I look at this and and it's funny because i'm I'm reminded of the story that johnny lang told me once and it was when he was on tour with the rolling stones and apparently what happened was um they were, I, I don't even know where they were. This was back when, when uh, Doug Nelson was playing bass with them, and and uh, John Senior and Doug were were wandering about around backstage or underneath the stage or something, whatever it is that the Stones do. And somebody yelled for them and said, "Hey, hey, you guys, hey, hold on." Said so this was Mick. He's like, "What are you guys doing?" Like, we're just, we're just. We're walking around. We're you know, and somebody had to go tell Mick that no, this is this is John Senior and this is this is Doug Nelson, the bass player for 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 Johnny. He goes, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I thought you know you guys were were part of the crew, and if you guys weren't working, like I would have had to dock you or fire you or whatever it was that he had said. But I mean, he had so much control over that entire production and the everything from even like making sure that people are working. Yes, and I'm like, and I'm like looking at you going, Hmm. <laughs> Make it happen. I think it's the indie, you know, the indie coming from the indie rock band thing, you know, growing up having to do it all yourself. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we've always had the phrase, never mind, I'll do it. Never mind, I'll do it. That right. came from my sister and who it, it's nice to have those people when you have the person that has the strength to do those things. It's nice when you can delegate that stuff, but always in your back pocket, you got to have that. Never mind, I'll Just do never it. Never mind, attitude. I'll do it. Right. And, you know, keep it lean and mean as much as we can, and I think yeah. that's part of the strength with you. Well, and that speaks to when I did come off of a big giant platform like NBC's The Voice, and having such a machine behind me on that show and then all of a sudden you're just without it and that's why when we formed our team after that that show like we didn't we we didn't make too many mistakes really no, honestly no. like 
the management side that we grabbed Zach Schaff and um, and our I mean down to our sound person and our production manager and Warner who took on a ton of different roles instead of just playing guitar like he he did tour management he did production management he went all sides of it but it was because we knew that never mind I'll do it mentality so it, great. it was a blessing it was a blessing to come off that show and and really put into motion what needed to happen and not have to have those stories. And at that point, too, is necessity was a mother of, of invention at that point because what were you going to do? You know, and, and yeah. you, you hear the stories about that 15 minutes of fame and yeah. what happens when those 15 minutes run out. Yeah. What's awesome with you is it hasn't run out. You just you're still going lines. and you're still <laughs> going and you're still going. And it's yeah. so cool to see because you're just you you are so smart about oh, what it is that you're doing so like again let's talk there's a, little a lot bit more about of that. there's a lot of people on social media that would not agree i think there's a lot of haters out there right now but but everyone always tells me if if there's haters you're doing something right that's right that's right <laughs> um you guys cool with hanging for a little bit more yeah. or go go for it cool i'm going to do one more tune and Great. if you guys want to uh we'll do two more from you guys and we'll call it an evening Sounds good. All right, cool. But we'll talk some more because I want to find out about uh, the curbside concerts. I want to know about your Christmas <laughs> stuff. I want to yes. know all about all that stuff. And uh, I know that we're just kind of we're hanging, and uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But you know, I'm so happy seeing you guys. Thank you. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, Cat Perkins and Eric Warner. Everybody, God, this is so fun. Something, something so real. Fire in his joint got me crazy. Shake it, baby, you know the deal. He's now, I'll show you how. Just coming over my way, and we're gonna blaze. On every dead place Won't taste the beauty Takes the pain away And yeah, blaze On unknown Just what I'd say You're the one that makes me high When I'm around you I just want to blaze Can't stop, can't stop Thinking about you I'm in the haze Every twist and turn, you make me want to burn, yeah. You make me want to blaze. Free your mind, you're my kind. Every time I see you moon, yeah, you know I want to blaze. Yeah, not on every day, place. Want to taste the beauty, taste the pain away, yeah, blaze. Just what I say You're the one that makes me high When I'm around you I just wanna
Okay, you kind of dabbled with the thought of management and doing the thing. Yeah, still do. <laughs> you <laughs> are also notorious for the Christmas show. Yeah, which is awesome because that was something that was completely unexpected too, and it's yeah. killing, and it works, and it's so good. Tell us about that. One of my favorite things is we finally got reviewed by one of my favorite critics out there. And his Santa name is Claus. <laughs> In the North Pole. Yes. Uh, John it. Bream from the Star Tribune finally <laughs> yes. came and did the big review. And, like, that's in the world where we do this show. So, this again, we talk about the broad spectrum. You know, we, we designed this show to be in theater settings. And we designed it to be very theatrical with, like, costumes and lighting and cues and lines and a little bit of acting and dancing and and the crazy. So um, so I did it. I went out and did it. This would, this would be my sixth year. That's crazy Doing talk. it. And, uh, and it's completely wow. different from what you would maybe see me do at a festival or, right. you know, a concert. This is uh, – anyway, going back to John um, – I'll, I'll never forget. He tweeted like it's like what is like corny magical. It's like corny magical Christmas holiday. And at first, you know, I think a lot of people would be offended by the word corny, but I was delighted because that is <laughs> exactly what I go for. I right. go for the total cornball. Uh, I play the French horn, which is my instrument from fifth grade. What? Uh, <laughs> I tap dance, which I told you I did theater. I'm like, how can I translate this? This, this knowledge can't just sit in my head. Like, I'm going to have to go out there and do it. Uh, <laughs> I dress up like a Christmas tree. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of people involved and, and really cool. What the, the whole point was to bring families together yes. and unite them over music, unite them over the holiday and do something that I always wanted to do as a child, which is go see a, sh a live theater show How with cool. the most talented musicians, led by Mr. Eric Warner. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, we were really scared that it was going to be in jeopardy this year. And it is, but... Um, we're gonna how try are you to handling that, and how how so? I mean, granted, yes, obviously, there's a, I don't know, there's a pandemic, yeah, going on. And you know what? There's, if you're listening in the Twin Cities, you might know this, but um, 
we have some really great venues here that are uh, taking a safe approach. And, and right now, as we speak, you know, indoors, we have a 25% capacity, maybe even 50 in some places. And, um, and you have to wear a mask on, on when you're indoors. And, um, and so there's two really awesome venues, one being Crooners in Minneapolis, on the edge of Minneapolis, maybe right. Fridley. And then one being the Chanhassen Dinner Theater, which has like three or four different theaters on the inside. Um, and they figured out how to move everything into their giant, big, big, big room and, you know, sell every other booth and keep it very safe in there and still do live music. So... So this year we're salvaging about five of them so far, and we're going to do crooners. We're going to do Chanhassen if you're in the Twin Cities area. But we're going to scale it down. So not only do we have to. I mean, we, we can't have 20 people on stage in a pandemic. Um, but I also thought the, 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 the environment that I wanted tr to create this year with it, it was just this warm, really, really revolving around that family feeling that warm feeling and so i thought the best way to do that would to just to be acoustic oh, and there um, you go. and we call it we're calling it christmas unwrapped <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah nice. so it's going to be different but what you always get is you get me you get uh, you get amazing performers and and musicians and what you really honestly get that's really different from any other thing that i do is you get stories from my childhood you get you get the bratty stories where I was a total brat about Christmas and, you know, didn't like my Christmas present. And and I, I go there. I go to all sorts of lands of storytelling and and music. So it's it's a really, really, I, it's my favorite. I am the most Christmas. I just decorated my house for Christmas tonight. I can attest to that. You are the most Christmas <laughs> than anyone. If you could see off camera the amount of Christmas stuff that is in this house. Yeah, it's um, that's it's a been problem. here for five years year round. Yeah, we used to we used to make excuses like, well, we need to do a photo shoot in July, and so we're gonna decorate, and then I would just leave it. Let's just we'll have the Christmas room. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have the Christmas. Just do the Christmas room. <laughs> you know, the weirdest part about the Christmas show is prepping it because you got to prep it in July you and do. August, and you got to hire people right. about that time, and you know, and get record that. the record. Oh my gosh! I guess I never really thought about There's that. There's nothing more right. strange than sitting, you know, <laughs> out in 80 <laughs> yeah. degrees and and singing Jingle Bells, yeah. right? Or right. writing a tune about oh my Christmas mm -hmm. bells, and you're like, wait, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. It's the Fourth of July next week. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yet, right. and then I go, and then I go, oh my God, we're behind. We're behind. We should have done this a month ago. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we got a barbecue to go to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you do that, and then <laughs> yeah. you forget about it for a second. Okay, so one more thing before we go uh, and and uh, hear another tune from you. So you were talking about doing the um, the curbside concerts, yes. and so you again, you two have been ridiculously busy. Yeah. Doing the curbside yeah. concert thing, bringing Do the music now, to you, and doing the uh, doing the uh, Christmas show coming up. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is there's a lot of musicians, including myself, who I haven't played since March. Yeah, you know, and it's you know I have I have a, a million reasons for it, and I'm not judging, nor am I like like looking down on y'all, like you know. Yeah. Because I know I also know you and I also know Warner here and I and I think that you guys know how to go about and do this in a in a very safe manner. Yeah. Is it that safe? Is yeah. it really that safe? And yeah. you guys are wow, that's that's fantastic. Hundred percent. I mean, 
not only do we encourage it, obviously we're you know we're not dumb and we don't want people to put their lives in danger just to support live music. It's not worth it. No, you know, it's not. Um, and so all of the stipulations are you know social distancing and wearing the masks and only inviting the family members that you've quarantined with. And and in the same instance, we can't control what happens if when they do hire us and if they want it. What we do is we stay safe, we stay masked, we stay completely distant. We don't leave the premises of my truck, um, and we don't get close. And we, there's no meet and greet, which you know sometimes is not. I'm not the most uh, popular person when I say, "I'm sorry, I can't get that close to you." But <laughs> but um, being up in a truck helps, where I can right, just be right. like, "Grab the selfie if you want," and. Um, and and always telling them that they don't have a responsibility to support live music. That that's not their responsibility. Right. What they do have a responsibility for to do is to take care of themselves. And if they want to throw a concert in their driveway and invite who they want to invite, then they 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 I feel like they should do that. Um, but we do limit it to the CDC guidelines of, of the number of people, and we're very vocal about that. Um, we've been very lucky to be able to do it. And um, I accidentally announced it a couple weeks ago on CARE 11, our NBC channel. Um, and it just kind of came out of my mouth. So if anybody's listening, we're going to do this for Christmas as well. And it's, it's going like to be different from the Christmas show. So the Christmas show caroling is Caroling or something? Like, is that what we're I gonna saw? We're going to do curbside heard? caroling with Oh, Cass. wow. Check it out. And we've pimped out the Scarlet Van that you referenced earlier. Yes. We took the seats out, and we're going to be in more of an enclosed <laughs> situation, so we're warm. And yeah. we've got propane heaters and heat lamps and Christmas lights and a fake fireplace. It's already <laughs> happening. I, I wish I could take you out there right now. <laughs> I need to see this. I'll be right over. And we want to bring uh, Christmas to you. That's and so cool. we hope we can actually do it from, you know, starting now. So with all of this said and with all the things that you're doing, where do you see yourselves, both of you, you know, or the industry or live music in the next year? Oof. You answer that first. In 2021? <laughs> yeah, because, I, I mean, God knows that we're not going to be getting out of this, like, this no, year. No, I'm, I'm watching calendar events for 2021 drop-off like flies. And I'm right. Watching, even in the major tours you're watching that are supposed to be in March, April, are now saying... 2022. April 2022. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's tough because it goes so deep, especially on the big touring scene. It's the insurance companies and the other, yes, man. all the other stuff that's beyond anything we do that that's controlling that. So, right. Um, you know, I think maybe hopefully some of the, the local scene and the bar scenes will hopefully come back when the weather's better, but I don't know what's going to happen this winter. Um, I don't either. I mean, I think, uh, you know, just like when you reimagined your life, I watched you do it virtually. I watched you do it successfully, virtually, just like you're doing now. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to the, that at all. Like, we actually have tuned into a ton of virtual things at night to just have a cocktail and enjoy right. a live show. Um, we've seen a lot of musicians, and I think this is the answer to that question, We've seen a ton of professional musicians, you know, rent out a spot. It's happening in Minneapolis. The yes. Southern Theater, they're doing it. A440. Um, yeah. yeah. And they're making this, re you know, really um, huge production with lighting and sound. And then they're broadcasting that. And, and I'm telling you, what 
better thing to be able to sit in your living room with your own cocktails comfortably yes. in your jammies yes and watching a concert so i think we'll see that go back to that as long as we find creative ways to do that and um and not sacrifice ourselves, you know, to maybe give it away f- for free all the time. Right. And maybe we have to sometimes, and that's fine. To, you know, I'm always about getting your name out there no matter what. Um, but I think we're going to get creative with that, and I think that will ha- that will have to last almost for the next year. I mean, and now's a great time to be now's a great time to be creative. So Absolutely. if you can reinvent yourself, or if you you know if you're a writer or you want to yes. put music out or content out, now's a great time to focus on that. And yes. we're getting the studio. Spend the whole next year working on that game gangbuster record that you've been yeah. trying to do since you were twelve. And learn the you know? software and yeah, do it on your own. Do it on your own and you get in there and, and just do it. And then when when it is back, you're gonna have the content to come back and that's and right. Hopefully. Right. I think I think music is gonna come back in such a huge way once this is People all said and done. want it. They're wanting yeah. it. Well, I mean, the fact that we're going to be doing stuff like recording and yeah. learning the stuff and making that gangbuster record that we've been mm-hmm. wanting to do since we were 12, yeah. you know, like yeah. that's going to happen. Like somebody, like this, I think once this is all said and done, there's going to be some spectacular music that's going to be right. uh, available to everybody. I agree. So, um, you guys want to do one more tune? Yes, we'll we we'll uh, have more. a quick uh, little chat afterwards, do one more, and then we're out. Is that cool? Sounds great. Awesome. Everybody, this is Cat Perkins and Eric Warner. I love them dearly. I do. Woo! Thanks for having us. We love Ken Valdez dearly as well. And uh, thanks for tuning in in my living room. We didn't get to fix the shot perfectly, so you, you can see my wall, but... But uh, if you could see my living room right now, it's pretty insane. Um, it's been fun to transform the house into a studio and figure things out like this. So quickly, I want to tell you that I wrote this song a couple years back. Actually, Mr. Warner and I wrote it together. But the way that it started is I wrote the lyrics down when I was on a flight, a very long flight from somewhere, wherever. I don't even remember. And... I didn't remember when we landed the plane. I didn't remember how it actually went, but I had all these lyrics. And so I took them to Mr. Warner and I said, I don't remember how this was supposed to go. But he was like, that's okay. It's okay. As a writer, you can let go of that. And we'll sit here with the guitar and we'll figure it out. So it turned into this and we have to record this. I've been saying it for a while. So this song is about starting over, getting a fresh start. A lot of us can connect with that. A lot of us can connect with that many different times in our lives. So this is called Burn Fire Burn. I went home to find an empty yard, no green grass on my old car, broken glass where I once stood, no song to sing no memories good the tire swing had a rusted chains where she once laughed and now caused pain the clothesline barely stood upright oh how i wish the sun shined bright old house where'd you go
So burn, fire burn, it's my turn. Burn, burn, fire burn. I never said I was perfect or right, but there's just some things that help me sleep at night. If you could see the troubled been through you just might agree about what I had to do old house where did you go you gave me dreams and held on to my soul fire burn Strifey. Oh, very, very good. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks so, so I want to I want to bring this up, and this is kind of the, the the weird part of the show, only because some people might get offended, some people might not, and it is what it is. Ooh, controversy. Kinda. Take a drink first. Yeah. yeah go right ahead. Cheers. Just, just do it. Cheers, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I, I, I say this is a little touchy is because. It's another thing that I admire you so very much for. 
and the fact that that I mean, there's a there's there's some people that will say, hey, you know, you're an entertainer, just go and entertain. Yeah, shut up and sing. Yes, and then there's other entertainers who are, again, fearless, who, you know, who use this platform to yeah. speak up for things that in 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 what I believe are right, what I'm sure that you believe are right. And and you've been really taking a big <laughs> stance as of late, which is uh, yeah. really an amazing thing. Not just because, you know, you're using this platform, because you're also a woman in this industry. Yeah. And you're also showing yourself to be a big, strong, brave woman. And that's, that's an amazing thing. Thank you. And, <laughs> you know, I've seen some of the backlash that you've been getting. Yeah. And it's a very real thing. And although, and, and what I want everybody to understand, too, is I've known this woman and this gentleman here for, for many years now. And I truly believe these two to be some of the finest human beings that you'll find on this planet oh, who want things to be copacetic and cool. And yeah. just everybody wants, just, they're, they're, they're so, they're kind. They're kind people. And they just want the best for humanity and society. And they're, you know, giving of themselves with their music and their talents and, and, and so on and so forth. And they're those people who I believe would, you know, who would fight for, for, for the little man. Yeah. And I'm seeing this play out <laughs> as everybody is on social media. Everybody's got a platform. everybody got something to say. But when you say it, again, because I, I am so... I'm just taken back by, by who you are, what you do, and how you do, not just on the musical, you know, perspective. But now on this, like, on, on, on a lot of these social issues, because, man, yeah. like... Mm, yes. How, like, I, I guess, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious to know where a lot of it comes about. Yeah. But why? You know, listen, I mean, first and foremost... I have students. I teach a music camp. I have kids that I te talk to and teach in schools. And I've been, and it, and it was sort of just a thing that happened from the voice to be a role model, to be, um, you know, something that tangible that, um, that kids could look up to and ask questions. And especially those who are creative, who were like us when we were little and feel very outcasted and, um, different and um, didn't feel, you know, didn't feel part of anything and music gives them that, right? So I have all these kids now that I've, that I've gained over the past, or my whole life, but over the past six years really strong. And I, and I thought to myself when it came to social issues, um, especially during a pandemic, when you and I both know that our city went through more than just a pandemic, we went through right. a lot of, um, you know, what racial inequality and um, violence and our city was burning. And and I thought to myself, if I don't speak out, this is just, it would be, uh, it would be a really injustice to my own students if they don't see me using my voice for change and using my voice to make a difference. There was a reason why I got this platform and, I, and I'm still na navigating that. And I just don't believe it's one-sided. I don't believe it's just music. I don't believe it's just motivational speaking. Um, and when it comes to that shut up and sing thing, I, I, honestly, I think it's a little funny because 
when those fans, if you go, if you go to those people, if you go to their, those people's like Facebook pages or social media pages, when those people that are saying "shut up and sing," they're voicing their opinion about the Vikings or the Packers or <laughs> uh, or um, or what food is good or not or or some a-hole on the highway that didn't use their blinker, what, right? So what if I went to them and said, <laughs> you know what, you should shut up and just be an accountant. Like, you shouldn't raise your voice about what team you like. Right. It's just like that. It's just that it's really, it's a lot, a lot of times not seen that way. Going back to why, I have a platform, and I am an advocate for kindness. I'm an advocate for change. I'm an advocate for doing the next right thing. I am an advocate for being moving our lives forward and being creative and finding joy and spreading joy. So yeah. if I don't speak up, I just don't I feel like I'm doing myself an injustice and I feel like I'm doing my students an injustice or even my family or in this case my city of Minneapolis. Um, so I felt the need to do it and, and it comes with a lot of backlash. It comes with a lot of negativity. It comes with a lot of feelings and, and you know, if there's, I guess if there's anyone that's going to do it, I feel like I can take that on. I mean, come at me, man. I've been in the industry for my whole life and, and there's a lot of things worse than what's happening on Facebook. <laughs> How tall are you, Kat? 4'11". I'm standing. I, I'm still standing. 11. I didn't sit. The reason why I say this, I'm is sitting. This is this is a this is a woman that's four foot eleven. He's he's sitting. Yeah. And she's standing and saying things like she's ten feet tall. Oh. oh. And it's awesome. That's and so I want y'all to, to 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 recognize and realize <laughs> it's not about politics. No. It's not about anything like that. I don't. I'm care. actually really not political. It's I'm not. not. It's not a political thing. And that's what I, th I think that we've kind of come to this place in society where either like I, I think that it's just so divided and polarized right now that, yeah. that, that people make it a political thing. Always. And when you say that it's not, it's hard for people to understand that. But really what I'm hearing is just like, look, if there's a right way and a wrong way to do things, there's there, there's a way to be kind. There's a way not to be kind. Yeah. You're either the bully or you're the person that's not the bully. That, yeah. that, you know, I, I mean, you, well, I just, I. On that note, and I know we could go forever on this, but two things. Um, I think a lot of people confuse being an advocate for being uh, abrasive or crude or bullying when it's just advocacy or, or when I do call to action. Right. A lot of people take so much offense to that that they think that I'm bullying, which blows my mind and it's fine but i'm telling you it doesn't matter these days i posted a positive meme about like um finding joy today and and making sure to calm down and breathe and it had a picture of a woman feeding a bird and i didn't i guess i didn't even like notice that that was the picture behind it it was just a very serene type and i got raked over the coals because apparently we shouldn't feed birds all birds matter and it was just <laughs> All these people about like don't feed the birds and how can you post that? I mean, it doesn't, it oh my doesn't God. matter what you post. <laughs> yes, I, I hear you. But I let's hope you. that this changes and we all find each other and unite and become Americans and like and just be just just come together. We're right. in this together. That's the thing, and I've been I, I tell everybody that like we're all in this together. Like this is all we got. This is it, y'all. The like, lawyers, the accountants, the, <laughs> the financial advisors, the painters. We're 
all here. It's all just a weird. It. It's a weird way to spend your existence, just angry at everybody yes. all the time. Thank you. you. Could just, uh, yes. Yes. You. Just live your life, man. Yes. And 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 honestly, hope that other people are happy. Right. God, man. And I'll tell you what, like, I know that we've been talking a lot, and this <laughs> this has gone on a lot longer than I thought this was going to go on, which I'm fine with. But if there is anything that anybody catches from this particular show, it's that. <laughs> and seriously, yeah. man, it, it, as long as y'all know that, like, I, I, I was having this conversation, and, and at the end of this conversation, I said, I really do believe at the end of the day, we all kind of want the same thing. We're hope. all just going in different ways to get there. Right. But if we actually just kind of come together and realize, well, that's what we want, we yeah. should probably get there together. That's it. Yeah. It's so much easier. And it's and you know, that kind of tends to weed out the people that we don't want to have there anyway, you know? Yeah. The people that have hate, the people that don't like, you know, other colors or 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 uh, you know, walks of life or whatever, you know, you can keep going on and on and on and on. Yeah. But man, it I just again, I just find so much good in you and what you do and with your music. Yeah. Would you mind doing one more song and we'll say our goodbyes after that? Also, thanks for letting me speak about that. It's I been, am so I'm honored. It's honestly. been a rough week and I and I take <laughs> I take some large stances and um but I thank you. Just thanks for letting me explain it. I'm so <laughs> happy that you did and I I will tell everybody about that as well. Just like <laughs> You're such a force cat, and I love it. And you always you. have been, but man, it's just—I <laughs> see you, and I see your posts, and I—I I, I, I just knowing you makes me a better person. You being here is a good thing, and and damn do it, do the Warner. next right thing. Yeah, do the next right thing. God, I love y'all. All right, do do another tune. Do another tune. All Everybody, right. this is Cat Perkins, Eric Warner. We're gonna be right back and say our goodbye. So, catch this tune. this to be my next single and I've said that for a while so and then I do something else but I like to change my mind I'm a Capricorn but maybe this will be the next single we hope you guys love it
I had somebody just message me, yes, and they wanted to know this real quick, and I, I'm curious about it too. Top three career highlights for you and you, Warner. Okay, top three career highlights. Oh my God! Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Can I go first? Yes, you're gonna top. You're gonna top this. No, please go. <laughs> you got the voice please and all that. First. I know it's so hard. I gotta say, the first time I played the Sturgis Rally with both y'all. Oh, and that hell. was the first time we were out with like a really, really big band. I think we were out with some. I can't. It was all the '80s bands, and the, you know, I think we had 10,000 people there. And God. I was like, "Oh my God, what that is life talk. right now?" Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, and and then um, you know, the first <laughs> time I ever got into a real recording studio with like a, a, mm. uh, Michael Bland and some some real cats in the studio and. And got to see how they work. And, God, isn't, and, isn't that phenomenal? Man, it's crazy. Especially, especially Bland. God, you know, that guy. And he, he's just a great dude. And, and um, you know, to really get to see how they, the pros do it, you know, when, you, when you're coming up. Um, and then, you know, last, I don't know, just being able to, just being able to make a living. Just oh. simply said, just being able to work um, is a highlight for me. Because, you know, um, when you're a kid, you have the dream of, of making it and and you don't know what that means when you're a kid um and it looks different mm. when you get there mm-hmm. but people you know you everybody gets in there like you're gonna make it someday you're gonna make it i'm like i have made it <laughs> i make a living doing what i love yeah. absolutely man absolutely um, yeah so that's my number three. Oh, that's tough okay so i'll go with the first time i ever sang in front of an audience which i remember and i was five-ish six-ish five and it's like one of my first memories, you know, like I, I actually came to in that moment and was so scared and, but I had wanted to do it and begged my parents to do this and like, please let me do this and please let me own my own microphone and like all of those things. So I remember that moment and 
maybe not so much. Well, yes, of course, career driven. Like I remember when I got done, that's all I wanted to do was do that again and again and again. Um, then it's very similar. Fast forward to um, 2005, 11, 11, 2005. <laughs> I don't remember anything at all. Um, <laughs> 11 11 2005 I had that same moment uh in my 20s early 20s of um opening up for Bon Jovi god I bet you that was crazy a sold out Target Center 20,000 people and (sighs) you know I had been in the audience of a lot of different concerts but I was that was the first time that I was on this side of when the lights go out in a, in a stadium, right, and the crowd just goes nuts. It doesn't matter who's on stage. It right. wasn't for me. It was just because the lights went out, right, and they're there for a concert. And it, I like, I wanted to pee my pants and puke and and live it forever in yes. that moment. Um, very life changing. Just like when I first did it, and then and then the voice. I mean that I know those are ginormous things that I just said, but the voice in general. Um, it was. You know, people ask me all the time about that, and I and I think my favorite word is that it was intense, because it's a, it's a obviously game changer, very much of a career changer for me. But it was it wasn't all fun. I mean, it was very fun. But I think the the word that we can use and encapsulate is intense, because there were negative things, there were positive things, there were just things that compl- forever changed the path of my life, sure. how I deal with life and stress. How I sing, how I present a song, all of those things. So there's the three. That's awesome. Have you ever thought about writing a book? (gasps) I am. I am. Check me out. Wow. I shouldn't probably say that. I mean, I, I, I guess I've softly said it to people, but it's happening. I don't know. I don't have the release date. I, I told myself this will either take me two weeks or two years. And I think it's more on that two year side of it now that I start. Spewing, I, but I I would read it because it's like I, I think that's <laughs> I, I don't know you you've you lived quite the extraordinary it's life crazy. and I'm just I'm so honored to know you both man I really I just I love you both so much you're just really one of the great singers of our time and I believe that hey. and of course you my brother like you're such a killing nah, killing killing player amazing and, uh, and we got to get together man i texted you the other day yeah gonna, i know we're gonna man. jam right we're coming yes we're coming yes up this together. whole pandemic thing is ridiculous I know. yeah yeah where can people find you 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 both whatever yeah um catperkins.com is a huge tool for us and our curbside concerts if you're in the minneapolis metro area we can come and bring music to your driveway at a very safe distance and hoping you're doing the same thing but yet enjoying a concert catperkins.com and then on social media at cat perkins music there you go warner and spotify yeah eric warner music on all platforms uh but instagram i post on my story and give you some uh little peek peek behind the scenes of everything i'm doing and then also than me you get a lot of stuff on her too when she's not looking i'm like and that's on my story so there you go either way come follow me eric warner music.com eric warner music Indeed. He embarrasses me. Man, I'm just, I'm so happy that we got a chance to do this finally, finally, finally. And I, I can't wait you. to see you both, man. I, I just, I have nothing but love and admiration and respect for you guys, man. And I'm just, I'm thankful. So thankful. So thank you guys for being thank here. Thank you for this. having us. Honestly, you're doing a great thing. Yeah, Thanks man. for getting music out there and yeah. keeping it alive. I'm trying to do what I can. Just, you know, just the bus, you know.
All right, all right. It's about that time to go home. What a fun hang, huh? God, I love those guys. I want to thank all of you for checking out this episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. And I want to give a big thank you to our guest this week, Cat Perkins, and of course, guitarist extraordinaire, Mr. Eric Warner. I have the utmost love and respect for those two. We've, uh, <laughs> we have so many years together and we've traveled so many miles together. And uh, man, I'm just grateful beyond words for those two. So um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode, man, because I certainly did. That was so much fun. I want to invite everybody to check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash kvapproach. We got some exclusive content and exclusive merchandise coming your way. Be looking out for it. Also, if you want to help this podcast out, wherever you guys find your podcasts, please give us a five-star review and write us a good rating. That helps us more than you know. It helps us move up the charts, helps us become a little bit more easily visible to those that might not know that we're around. So every little bit helps. Any way you can help, please do. And I guess that's about it. And like we were talking about in this particular episode of the podcast, this is all we've got, people. Be good to each other. Take care of one another. And we'll see you guys again real soon.